Experts are now predicting uh, robots will take over 30% of our jobs by 2025. <laughs> the same, they're all the same stories. Yeah. Like, there are going to be robots everywhere. No one's going to have any jobs. No. Everyone's out of work. Of course, those people somehow will still be able to be on the Internet streaming video because the Internet has to go up <laughs> and using power, even though they don't have jobs. Uh, I mean, I, you know, look, I, obviously there's a lot of this stuff is coming, but this has been coming forever. This is what capitalism does well. You know, yeah. your cost will go down for these items. You'll be able to, this is, you know, it's the same thing that happens with free trade. You know, your cost goes down on the items, so you're able to spend a lower percentage on, on things like the necessities in life. Uh, and, you know, I, I mean, we're paying less for food, shelter, and clothing than at any time in, our, in human history. Mm -hmm. uh, we should be excited about that. That's a good thing. I kind of am. I like it. Oh, nice. Uh, Ray Kurzweil, director of engineering. We've spoken of him many times. He's uh, the director of engineering at Google. He says that by 2029, robots will have reached human levels of intelligence. Meaning, I guess, that they're capable of their own thought, right? Yeah, I mean, I, that doesn't seem that crazy to me, really. I mean, they can obviously do a lot of things better than humans now. I mean, I, I mean that's pretty obvious. I but mean, that's, if, if they can have their own ideas, create their own thought process, that's quite a bit. That's a lot of artificial intelligence, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess I, we're just we're advancing so fast. We are. Is it Moore's law that we says are. that it goes the, the he's talking about like computing speeds they double every eighteen months or whatever it is. Yeah. It's like you got to feel like by twenty twenty nine, that's going to be just yeah, sort of the thing. I guess you just get used to it. I guess it sounds about right. I mean, you got to feel like right now the robots are already smarter than humans like Jeffy. Yeah, I mean, no, way smarter. Way smarter. You know? But they were smarter. I mean, they can't. I mean, when it was in a, uh, uh, what was it, Commodore 64? Commodore 64 was, was smarter, smarter than Jeffy. Yeah, I mean, think about it. If it could just say spoons, it's pretty much there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, yeah. now the human voices sound really realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a, uh, some kind of documentary on Atari. Have you seen it? Do you read about it? No, I'm very interested. This is sort of nerd type I thing I would think, like. I think I saw it on, uh, is it on Netflix? I think it is. Um, I don't know. Fascinating, though. Yeah, it's about the burial site. Have oh, you yeah, ever heard yeah. of the Artari burial yeah, site? Yeah, they, they uncovered it. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah, last year. I wish we would have known. I, I didn't know about it at the I time. I think we did a segment on it. On, did we do it on Wonderful World of Stew, maybe? Mm. I can't, we did something about it. Cause, yeah, because yeah, it was the guy, the guy. A guy wrote a book um, about all the video games. It's called Console Wars, right? Um, it was really interesting. The guy came on. They're making a, a movie out of it. Um, but it's about all the like the back and forth between Sega and Nintendo over the years. It goes through the whole history of video games, and I love video games, especially as I you know I don't play them that much anymore. But when I was a kid, I, used, I mean I was obsessed yeah. with them all the time, and had all of those systems, and it was like it was fun reliving those moments. But the, I remember the ET game coming out. They made millions and millions of them, thinking it was going to be the biggest game ever, and it was one of the worst totally games flopped. ever. Totally it flopped. flopped. Um, even though it still sold a decent amount and of it, copies, but they it, had so it many extras. The company. Destroyed yeah. the freaking company. It's amazing because Atari was so dominant. Mm -hmm. They had uh, 80% of all video games, both at home and in the arcade, were Atari. I mean, like completely dominated. And they were making tens of billions of dollars a year. And this was in 1980. And then and you talk about Facebook and Google being creative fun places to work with with uh, all kinds of perks and whatever you know you can go to a restaurant at, at work and and it's free i guess atari was like 
<laughs> like the mecca of hedonism. And so when you went to work there, they're smoking pot, they're bringing in girls, they're throwing <laughs> parties. Apparently Atari in 1980 was like quite a place to work. It was oh, like yeah. working at the Playboy Mansion. Wow. And so because their thing, too, then was we're going to spark your creative imagination while you're working. And uh, uh, people apparently uh, loved it, the programmers there. And then you see what they came up with, and it's so ancient looking. You know, like Pong. Kung. 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 It's two paddles and a ball. That bounce around the screen. Yep. That's all it is. Yep. And, it, I mean, even things like uh, Pac-Man and Space Invaders are virtually nothing compared to what we have today. And yet uh, it dominated the market. It made billions and billions of dollars. And then you look at what we have now and how quickly that's all developed. It's pretty astounding. Pretty astounding. It's called a, I guess I, it's called Atari Game, Game Over. Over. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to see that. Yeah. That would, be a good, that would actually be it's a fun uh, interview. We should uh, maybe see if the director will come on. Or yeah. And and anyway, after ET uh, kind of doomed the company, uh, they apparently took all their stuff, all their consoles, and the video games, the ET video games, and buried them in a city landfill in Nevada, right? In, in Las Vegas or something. It was a lo- New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. That's right. Yeah. And I don't know why they did that. Um, they didn't know what to do with not them. Not really sure. They just didn't know what to do with them. Uh, I mean, they, were, them? they had millions extra. Yeah. They were not selling them. <laughs> Apparently, when they did the big dig, they only found like 1,500 of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and then, so the, some of them went to museums, some of them were auctioned off, and some of them were kept, I guess. But uh, kind of an interesting story. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and if you remember, Atari was everywhere, right? Asteroids was Atari. Oh, yeah. Pac-Man was Atari. So 2600, and then they had the, the 5200. 5200, and then the 7800 after. They had a 7, oh, did they get to 78? Yeah. Wow. And then they had the Jaguar as well that came out after that. Do not know Atari, the Jaguar. Jaguar. It was like competing against, I want to say it was like the Super Nintendo uh, area. And they were the first 64-bit uh, game system. Was it really? Yeah. So I mean, wow. at the time it was fairly advanced, but none of them ever worked really after that. I remember thinking my my cousin had the seventy eight hundred, and it was like to me the most like I just wanted to go to his house just to, to sit there and play it all day. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and, and it just never really caught on. And you compare that to like PlayStation Four now. Oh my I mean, god. oh my yeah. gosh, it looks like they're they're like drawings that I would make <laughs> stick figures. <Yeah. laughs> it's pretty amazing. Mm.